I want you to give us a call. Five seven zero five one one baby. Give us a call. Five seven zero five one one. Hun. Y'all heard? One two three. Hey everybody. This is y'all heard. Woo. Podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. I thought this was your part now. <laughs> I thought you would forget, so I actually have something today. Oh, are not related. And this is a show where we crest the hill of ignorance and peer into the valley of knowledge. We journal our findings and excitedly trek back to the campsite. And then we share it with you, our fellow expedition members. And you should have snacks ready for us, some with no sugar and some with no gluten either. Um, and that's all that we ask for, for putting our lives on the line to share interesting things with you. He read that one, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, that written. yeah I read it. I wrote it, and then I read it. <laughs> and also, I only forget birthdays, not when it's my turn to do the new segment of the podcast. <laughs> Pete, you said you don't know how you are, so just tell me whatever you tell me something about today. Something about today. I didn't have a great today. So instead, did you see the Washington Post article or from another source? Um, oh, I wish you just ended it there and I'm supposed to know what you're talking about. Thanks to Trump era COVID relief bill, a UFO report may, be soon, may soon be public and it'll be big, ex official says. <laughs> you know what? No, I didn't see that story, but I feel like I heard something about that before. Oh, maybe from last podcast. That's exciting. I don't The $2.3 trillion appropriations bill uh, was also a nesting doll of sorts. Um, And basically there is, yeah, a sort of, it's not really a demand, but it's kind of like part of the thing to have people, um, I forget, there's like an X-Files group. Oh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. U-A-T-F. Okay. No, U- U-A-P-T-F. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <Good to> you. <laughs> uh, it calls for a detailed description um, of an interagency process that will ensure that data is gathered, analyzed, basically, across federal uh, the federal government. Unless they show a picture of an alien, like, chilling, no one's going to believe it. Chilling, like, on ice? Yeah, a chilled alien. <laughs> a chilled alien, no one's going to believe it. Um, but, um... I'll read that when I get off. Similar things in the past have sort of been ignored, so, you know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. Hey, but Tom love it. DeLong, do better. I love it when they have uh, gigantic law, like bills like that, where they just slip in a bunch of random stuff. Surprised that, you know, this didn't come out sooner. Yeah, that's fun. That's ridiculous they're allowed to do that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, How about you, Marissa? Okay. What are you up to? How's your I, week going? What am I up to or how's my week going? Yeah. I'm don't dehydrated. tell everybody. Don't tell everybody that you just woke up from a nap and that you're drinking 
Miralax <laughs> in one hand and black coffee in the other hand. Versus double uh, fisting. In a cup, not out of my hand. I said in a hand. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I'm dehydrating blood oranges. Yeah, Pete, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I just... Oh, HBO has a QAnon documentary I was so excited about. And... No good? It just seems more focused on who Q... Who Q... On who Q is. Yeah. Not really care. I feel like we're past that. doesn't matter who Q is anymore, guys. Do you realize that? Do you realize it doesn't matter? I thought it was going to be all about the Q drops and what Q expect, uh, Q and on people expect next. But who cares who Q is? Anyway, so yeah, I was really let down. Anyway. And Q-Bert. Um, what? And Q-Bert. Is Q-Bert in there? No, not yet, but I bet it will be at some point. <laughs> uh... Do you have an icebreaker? No, but I wasn't sure if you thought we needed one, because last time I pitched that we do a cryptid personality quiz. Oh, instead of the icebreaker, go for it. What do you think? Sure. Okay. A cryptid is a creature that may be sought by some people to exist, but is not recognized by the scientific community. What cryptid are you most like? Oh, that was a question. I'm like that woman meditating on on a dock. How big are you? This is so... Yeah, this, this is helps. good. Okay. I feel like I'm above average size. You think I'm small size? Yeah. Though some might argue. Mm, your favorite type of food. Ooh. Type of food. Did you say type of food? What did you say? Yeah. I don't have a favorite food. Tropical smoothie or fruit snacks. Barbecue. Anything sugary or salty or seafood. I feel like seafood is my aspirational favorite food. <laughs> I don't know, though. Yeah, but I couldn't eat seafood all the time, so I'd have to say anything sugar or salty. I think I'm going to do that, too. How competitive are you? Mm, okay. I prefer not to compete. Well, what's the difference between that and low-key and sensitive? I like to not compete, and I'm sensitive. I have a feeling you like to compete. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling if we could get Aaron on the phone. Yeah, okay. I selectively like to compete. I <laughs> forgot. Thank you for reminding me. I guess I'll put in the middle, since I only like to compete with some people. Somewhat assertive. How much time do you spend with friends or family, Marissa? None. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say I keep to myself in family, but you're part of my family. Yeah, I could could see that. Prefers the company of small groups and friends. I don't know that either of us is popular and outgoing or extremely outgoing. I would say aspirationally we both used to like small groups, but I don't know that we could even say. Yeah. Let's do that. COVID's got me unsure too. It's like none I would pick. <laughs> COVID's got me thinking. Ooh, I like this. I don't want to return <laughs> to the people I had to see before. Okay. All right, next question. Oh. Do others find you good looking? Oh, it's 
Susan, do you play? I don't know. Pete, what do you think? That's hard to judge. Are you plain looking, all right, but nothing striking, average looking with some nice attributes? See, this is weird. Good features and sexy, or <laughs> incredibly attractive. I mean, I've got some internet compliments, and my boyfriend says nice things to me, but how do you know the difference between some nice-ish attributes, <laughs> good features, and sexy, and incredibly attractive? I'm going to say I'm average looking with some nice attributes. Because one time, Bernie, sexy. one time Bernie Kovac <laughs> said, I don't know why you can't get a date. You're good looking. I mean, look at me. I can get a date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It's... All right. How would you rate your intelligence? I love this first option. Avoids intellectual pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, generally. But Oh, I want... I want clever, but prefers non-intellectual pursuits. Because, wait, what's an intellectual pursuit? Learning stuff? <laughs> I like learning stuff. But I don't like... I think we are clever. Okay. But I don't like discussing. I don't like... Like, let's pontificate. All right. What is your athletic ability? Wait, what did you pick? Oh, I picked... I don't remember what were the options. Don't, don't worry about it. Let's not tell each other. Don't influence me. What's your athletic ability? Hmm. I'll say occasionally plays sport. I'm going to pick Gen- none. Oh, Pete. Yesterday. My, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt really quick to tell her how am I sorry. Uh, this is my boyfriend. And I was like, why don't you go? You know, I know you work. Do you want you to work? I'm going to stay in this room and do the hula hoop. Mm-hmm. And boy, the things that happened in the half hour that he was away from me, I hit myself in the mouth, in the teeth, with the hula hoop. I have severe bruises on my hands. I somehow have bruises on the back of my leg. <laughs> uh, I have bruises Is on my arm. Is this the weighted one? No. <laughs> And I just, I ended it when I hit myself in the mouth. And I was just like, this is, this is upsetting. Anyway, okay. How much do you like traveling? Okay, vacations are fun, but not easy. Sometimes the idea of all the lead up to travel makes me not want to travel. I'm going to stay close to home. Oh, sorry. I've got my results. All right, what'd you get? I got... My ethically accurate chupacabra. <laughs> Very nice. What'd you get? I got Bigfoot. Ooh, how do you feel about that? I like it. Like he doesn't prefer to travel. He likes to keep to himself. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes some sense. I like mine because it's Hispanic, and it means the goat sucker. <laughs> And Sasquatches are strong, unpolished individuals with a gruff exterior that conceals their soft and chewy center. It says that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable anyone talks about Sasquatches or Bigfoot anymore. Because there's an episode of Last Podcast on the left that they all took turns uh, reading, uh, what's the word, creepypasta? 
But then the one guy, every time it was his turn, it would sound like he was reading a creepypasta. Then it would devolve into Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> and it was really graphic. And really gross. Uh, El Chupacabra is a cryptid renowned for its attacks on livestock. Hence the Spanish name, the goat sucker. The, I, every picture of Chupacabra I see is so silly to me. I love it. Okay. Um, so the reason that we did cryptid quizzes for our icebreaker is because... Marissa, would you like me to go first? You can go first, but two things. One, I swear you told me something, and then I'm like, did he tell me that, or did I make that up? And if not, that's a weird thing I made up. Did, or was I supposed to find a cryptid... That could, like, tangentially be related to Easter and Easter animals? Yeah. Or did I make... Okay, thank God. <laughs> Second of all, I forgot the animal you said you were going to do. So mm-hmm. I was going to do it. <laughs> What's really embarrassing is... <laughs> so... I look it up, and then I went, like... Wait. This is real, though. And then I went, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> So I thought what you're about to cover was a real animal. I'm I'm gonna stay close to home again, like my Bigfoot personality test, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stay in North America and talk about the jackalope, which is part jackrabbit and part antelope. Mm, yeah, I like that. The body of a jackrabbit, the horns of an antelope or deer. You might recall reindeer that I recently discovered were real. <laughs> <laughs> You might recall us mentioning antelopes then. Um, so for those who believe the jackalope is one of the rarest animals in the world, some say it's extinct. However, people do still seem to see the jackalope roam parts of the American West. Ooh. Just to get our size straight, jackalopes are brownish in color, they weigh between 3 and 5 pounds, and they move with lightning-fast speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. That's okay. When I thought it was real, I didn't think that. The jackalope is a supernatural creature that can mimic the voice of human beings, an ability which it uses to elude capture. Okay, sorry. So, you know, like you're hunting a jackalope, and then the jackalope just mimics a human voice going like, Hey! And then you turn, and 90 miles per hour is gone. Okay. Another uh, claim is that <clears throat> another claim is that jackalope milk is an aphrodisiac. Holy shit, that sounds disgusting! But it is extremely dangerous to milk a jackalope <laughs> <laughs> because it is an aggressive creature, um, which is also sometimes referred to as warrior rabbit because okay. it stemmed from a long extinct species of killer rabbit. Yeah, I've never heard these things. Also, them rabbits would have really tiny nips. That's a good That'd be point. hard to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that you can't milk something with tiny nips, but that would be hard. Okay, I just want to let you know where I was coming from. Um, I think you meant bites. Oh, no, I meant nips. <laughs> For being a, um, a killer rabbit. Uh, like it would, you know. Oh, no, I meant nipples. <laughs> Some would have you think that the jackalope is a mythical creature, 
perpetuated by Douglas Herrick, a resident of Douglas, Wyoming, in 1939. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, a guy named Douglas lived happy. in Douglas? Maybe he's part of the original Douglas clan. Maybe. But Douglas was his first name. Oh. It's like our yeah, Michaels that's... on Patreon. <laughs> Oh, our infamous Michael. Yeah, yeah. When, um, so like, Douglas and his brother Ralph, uh, returned from hunting one day. Mm-hmm. Ralph threw a dead jackrabbit on the floor of the shop, because he was a taxidermist. Um, and it slid, which is gross, right up against a pair of deer horns. When Ralph declared. <laughs> And then the way the Reese's Cup was made is a man holding a bucket of peanut butter dressed it in the chocolate bath. Okay, I'm sorry. When Ralph declared that, quote, it looked like a rabbit with horns on it, Douglas, a taxidermist, taxidermist, decided to mount it. Um, And by that, we do mean mount it on the wall. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah. From there, uh, the mounted jackalope was born, and the pair of brothers began to sell them to the public. Before long, they could be found in homes and taverns all over the American West. Okay. Still, others would have you believe Carl Zimmer's discovery in the 1930s. He procured the horns of such a critter for testing and thought that a virus was causing these bizarre growths. So he ground up the horns. I hate this. He ground up the horns and made a solution and filtered it out so only the virus could get through. He then applied the theoretically virus-packed liquid to the heads of otherwise healthy rabbits. And sure enough, they grew horns. This is gross. Yeah. He had discovered the cancer-causing Shope papillomavirus. Oh, no. What we're talking about is a little bit too similar. A strain, that's all right, a strain related to the human papillomavirus, um, where HPV corrupts cells in the human cervix to build cancerous tumors. In rabbits, it manifests as hard, keratinized horns. Marissa, do Mm -hmm. you use hair products with keratin in them? Yes, I do. All right. (laughs) Wow, maybe I'll get some horns. Cool. Thus, he believed that when observers in antiquity, meaning the old days, (laughs) saw horned rabbits, they were in fact seeing the ravages of carcinomas brought on by viral infections. These growths are isolated to the critter's head and face, though not necessarily to the top of the skull. Guys, it's gross. It gets grosser with this line. Ugh. Afflicted rabbits can, in fact, grow them in their mouth, around their mouths, and Gee, starve to death. Ew! <laughs> Sorry. It was loud. So Douglas, Wyoming, is still the home of the jackalope, and it keeps a eight-foot concrete jackalope statue in the heart of town. That's fun. I like it. That's a fun thing for town to be known for. Jackalopes have also appeared in movies and television. A jackalope named Jack Ching Bada Bing was a a recurring character in a series of sketches in the television show America's Funniest Home Videos, now apparently America's Funniest People. The show's host, Dave Coulier, voiced the rascally hybrid. It's not Alfonso Rivera? I, I, does he do it now? There's been, like, we're talking Bob Saget, and then there was Dave Coulier, then there was the guy who does Dancing with the Stars, I think. 
Oh, I thought it was Alfonso. Maybe not. That's not important. So. Yeah, then he came in there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hmm. So I thought that my first inter- introduction to a jackalope was America's Funniest Home Videos. Because okay. as a child, that's when you're supposed to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to watch it too. I remember seeing a jackalope. Yeah. What is the name? Like Jack a Bing Bada Bing or something? Jack Ching Bada Bing. That seems a little racist <laughs> or something. I don't know. Well, where's your rabbit creature from? <laughs> uh, mine is the. Okay. All this time I thought it was a Volpertinger. Nice. Volpertinger. I, I like it. What? Volpertinger. But then I heard a song, and it sounds like it's pronounced Wilpertinger, which is way not as fun. Uh, this is in German folklore. You heard a song I'm about this. Sing- what? You heard a song about this. Yeah, German song. So I don't really know what was being said. Uh, in German folklore, I'm going to keep saying Wilpertinger because it feels more, more German yeah. and comfortable. A Wilpertinger, also called a Wilpertinger, or Voiperdinger <laughs> is an animal said to inhabit the alpine forests of Bavaria and Baden-Württemberg in southern Germany. This is why I didn't cover this. Oh, you did see it, too? Okay. And now, for the record, guys, I suggested she do a giant rabbit from Australia. <laughs> no, you said a uh, 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 jumpy thing. Yeah, a giant rabbit slash kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, a kangaroo, you said. I thought you know, I was like, that's not Easter related. So, <laughs> so okay, so here's the thing, though. So there are many different, like, villages. What the? <laughs> photos of Wolpertingers. And when I picked it, I was thinking about one with the duck's bill. But then almost none of them had a duck's bill. So then I thought it was much different. And then I was like, what the fuck? This is almost a jackalope. But it's a little different, okay? This is more than just a rabbit with horns, okay? Yeah. The most widespread depiction of a uh, Wulpertinger has the head of a a hair rabbit. Just say rabbit. The body of a squirrel, the antlers of a deer, and the wings and occasionally the legs of a duck or pheasant. Now, this is how the story goes. The story goes, a hare and a deer fell in love and somehow had Aww, sex. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, they're children. Did you have to had... say had sex? Did you have to make and... it like that? Okay. And then they made love. <laughs> As the story goes, their child had the body of a hare but the horns of a deer. The best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Soon after, I guess inspired by that love story... A fox and a duck, and a pheasant and a I don't know what a pine martin is. Let's let's replace it with squirrel. Uh, also had sex with each other. All of these strange. Um, o- these are couples, right? Yeah. Okay. Just a all giant woodland orgy. You know that all of these these uh you know offsprings just then met each other and had sex with each other and then they all got all crazy which explains why no two Vulpertingers look exactly alike so I've seen some with duck bills I've seen some with fangs I've seen some with 
rabbit heads. I've seen some that look like it has a fox head. Uh, images of the vulgar tinger uh, have been found in wood cuttings and engravings dating all the way back to the 17th century. However, it is speculated that uh, this, this could just be images of wild rabbits infected with the show papilloma virus, as Pete said, which causes antler-like growths on the animal. That doesn't explain wings and duck bills, though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, characteristics... See, so you went into the real life. I was just like, I'm not getting out of just the fantasy land. So <laughs> I'm not going to tell you like how in real life it came about. But I am going to tell you about what the animals like. Vulpertingers are said to be a shy, frugal animals that feast on herbs and roots found only in the Bavarian forest, as well as the occasional insect. What do you need fangs for, then? I mean, some of them have duck bills, like I said, but uh, for the occasional insect, I don't know. The Vulpertinger is not dangerous to humans, but if its saliva touches your skin, thick tufts of hair will begin to grow. Now you may ask, how do you catch a Vulpertinger? Legend has it that anyone wishing to see a Vulpertinger alive in its natural habitat must enter the Bavarian forest in the company of an attractive single woman during a full moon. If she is accompanied with, quote-unquote, the right man, don't ask what that means, the Vulpertinger will show itself. That's method one. According to another source, method two deviates slightly. The best way to catch a Vulpertinger, according to another legend, is to either be or be accompanied by a beautiful woman. Since the Vulpertingers have a weakness... horny. Yeah, have a weakness for female beauty. The woman should go out into the forest at night while the moon is full and find a secluded nook where a Vulpertinger is likely to be. Hopefully, the creature will soon reveal itself. When it does, the woman should expose her breasts. No, she shouldn't. (laughs) This will cause the Vulpertinger to instantly fall into a stupor allowing it to be easily caught. Duh, duh, humana, humana. <laughs> yeah, I, guys, you should never have to be half naked in a secluded area with anything. Don't do it with a man. Don't do yeah. it with a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, it sounds dangerous. Um, if you want to see a, a Vulpertinger, I mean, you could venture into the Bavarian forest. Otherwise, you can just go to that area without having to trek through the forest uh, because there are many self-vulpertingers around that general area and there is a oh wait did I say oh no 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 there is a museum the Dutch Jagdund Fischkerst Museum I mean that Munich, sounds like Germany. it must be right she has a permanent exhibit on the vulpertinger uh, and, uh, stuffed Wilpertingers are often sold at inns and sold to tourists at souvenir shops in the area where it is native to. So, is it just a more complicated jackalope? Is it a jackalope that had sex with other animals? Mm-hmm. Is it something totally different? Only you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Now... 
This is this is our Easter episode, right? Yes. This is the only way that this is acceptable. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I I did discover that before 1932, which is when they made the jackalope out, out of the taxidermy shop, um, they had previously seen drawings uh, of horned rabbits going back to the 1500s in documents. And Ooh. those 1500s documents came from your side of the world, Marissa. Not, not your side of the world, but like... <laughs> the side that you talked about <laughs> you just say puerto rico or bavaria germany like the quote okay the quote old world <laughs> okay i thought you almost said my side of the world was puerto rico which i was like i feel uncomfortable <laughs> that would make sense that would make sense okay. um so yeah you know the thought is that yeah they sort of are super old creatures that have been around for a really long time and that's why some people think that they're extinct, but other people are like, no, they're out there. Or if you're like me, you just thought they were an animal. <laughs> that was just an animal. Now, since you happen to talk about it, um, the way that you catch a jackalope is apparently only during thunderstorms. With a, with a naked woman? Uh, it says it could be lured with a little bit of whiskey. Oh, <laughs> See, I like that. At least I'm getting it's not this. all about the sex of the jackalope. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable with what I learned about the vulpertinger. Me too. Yeah. So. so this Easter, guys, make sure you get a like an actual bunny that comes by. Yeah. Actually, I should have seen if there were any creepy stories about the Easter bunny. I'm sure there's Even- something out there. Did you ever believe about, believe about? Did you ever believe in the Easter Bunny? I believed in the Easter Bunny. He worked down the street. I don't know what that means. We had a uh, candy shop around the corner from where I grew up, and Easter Rabbit was always out there waving. Had a huge head, huge head. Mm, okay, that's cool. And then in my teen years, my mom was like, "Get out there and work. Why don't you go around the corner and be the Easter Bunny and wave to people?" What? Because he would stand outside and wave to people as they drove by, you know, to sort of entice customers. And you were like, I can't be the Easter Bunny. And I was just like, no, I don't want to. You're like... (laughs) I feel like my mom was trying to get me to work since I was like 13. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Got any any plugs? Also, you got any Easter plans? I don't really know what our Easter plans are going to be, but okay. they should be all right. Hopefully, hopefully it's smooth and easy. When he says "our," he means his and his family, not me and him. Yeah, yeah, because we're not related. Yeah, or married. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean we can't have plans. But <laughs> uh, um, I'm getting my second vaccine dose on the Friday before Easter, and. Maybe I'll try to watch a church service on TV. Yeah, yeah. Plugs. I wanted to plug a show that I started watching. Um, Listen, I gotta, I gotta admit, I get a little. I hope that you guys understand. When there's a show on Netflix that isn't in English, and they tell me I should watch it, I get, I get like slightly annoyed. 
but when they're dubbed, I'm like, I can handle this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is why I have still not watched all of the um, food shows that Michael Dominic had suggested. You know what? I don't even think he officially suggested it to us, but he mentioned to us. <laughs> I don't watch anything that's not dubbed. I feel bad because I really miss Korean dramas now. I have an anime club, and I make us watch everything dubbed, no matter what. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, and that's like I'm not supposed to. If you like anime, you're supposed to watch it dubbed. But I'm sorry. Continue. Um, but this is a, a show called Invisible City, and there are mythical creatures in it. And so I thought that this would be like a good episode to plug that on. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'm torn between two plugs. Can I make two quick plugs? I'm torn between two plugs. Yeah, my love goes to two different podcasts. No, not podcasts. What? Okay. Hey, dude, have you heard about the podcast My Favorite Murder? Yes. Okay, I don't want to throw shade on a podcast, but I used to really love it. But then the two hosts seem really pleased with themselves. and They're a big deal. Seem to think they're both really funny, which... They're funny sometimes, but they just, like, were indulging in themselves, and I found it unlistenable. Karen Kilgariff is one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I dislike them. I'm just right. saying I, the, the, the podcast isn't as great. Uh, anyway, there's a new podcast co-hosted by two women. It's on the last podcast net- network called Someplace Underneath, and it's about women who go missing, and the first episode is a three-part series. Well, the first part of a three-part series, they just started, is about, uh, what's her name? Shelly Miscavige, that uh, Scientology lady that went mm-hmm. missing, and we still don't know where the hell she is. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty good, and they're actually very funny, but they don't act like they know they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like my favorite murder, it's not about murders, but if you like my favorite murder and you're like, eh, I kind of fell out of love with it, try someplace underneath. I'll save the other one for next week. Never mind. That's it. No. We were promised two plugs. Okay. Uh, This is the show that I told you to please watch an episode of on Apple Plus TV. Yeah, I've been been looking for bootlegs, but I haven't been able to find one. Oh, I don't know why I thought you had Apple TV. Because I'm always watching uh, Servant. Yeah, how are you watching that bootleg? Never mind. I plead the fifth. Okay. Uh, this is a show, it's called Called. And when I heard it, I was like, this sounds so stupid. It, there's no, like, visual, it's like a radio play, basically. It's just all phone calls, and there's like six, six or eight episodes, and they're all interconnected somehow. And, uh, you just see, like, the dialogue on the screen. I mean, you hear it, too. <laughs> and, like, like, radio waves or something. Mm-hmm. But, oddly... It was just very compelling, very interesting. Even though it was so heavy-handed, and I swear in every episode, someone managed to say, well, I happen to be an astrophysicist. So, and I was like, what? (laughs) That aside, very good. So if you're just tired of everything, this is, like, totally different. Like, seriously, I can't even imagine wanting to watch something that has no people on the screen. This, uh, like I said, this really only has, like, pictures of, like, radio waves, but you still kind of need to watch, because sometimes you get a little bit confused, and some of the voices sound a little similar, 
So this one always says the name of who's talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I always multitask and have my phone. I was, like, really paying attention because I was like, what in the hell is happening? And it's uh, it's definitely, like, sci-fi mystery, really creepy. Like, for something with no visuals, it was really creepy. So, yeah, it's called Calls. It has a star-studded cast, like Rosario Dawson, Mark Duplass, uh, Aubrey Plaza, stuff like that, just their voices. So, yeah, those are the... Those are the two things I recommend people people check out if you're bored with just everything. Because, God, am I bored with everything. <laughs> well, thanks, Marissa. You're welcome, Pete. Have a nice Easter. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice Easter. Call us at 570-POD11. Tell us about your Easter. Slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal as my Easter present. Have you Anything ever else? have you ever seen or caught um, a jackalope or any other cryptid? Please or a vulpertinger. Leave us a message. I just farted, and I assumed the microphone couldn't pick it up. But if so, sorry. Bye, everybody. He looks, <laughs> he looks so tired of me sometimes. <laughs>